Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Welcome, welcome everybody. So, have you ever gone into a thrift store, and you're walking along, and you're just, you know, cruising along the aisles, maybe you have get, you have picked up a little shopping cart, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you got a challenger, you know what I mean? Like somebody else is coming down the aisle the opposite way, and there is no way your two carts are going to pass, and it almost becomes like the standoff at the OK Corral. Who's going to budge? And often what happens is that there's eye contact avoidance. If I just don't look at the other person, and that person doesn't look at me, it's just going to be a battle of wills. Who goes through? And uh, who backs off? And sometimes, you know, I think I've caught myself doing this too, where we become um, inordinately... Uh, you know, looking as if we're really busy looking at what we're looking at, but we're really just wondering if that person is going to give up the rite of passage so that I can, you know, proceed to get to my little paper pieces that I need to get to, which are just beyond her. Or maybe she's, gosh forbid, blocking them with her cart. Or even worse, gosh forbid, she is rifling through the things I was headed for and she's going to get all the goodies. Oh no, what do I do? What to do? What to do? Um... Yep, it's happened. It's a weird thing. I don't know what it is, but it becomes territorial. <laughs> and uh, I wish they would make these um, aisles wider so we could easily pass. But no, I guess these thrift shops, you know, their space is a premium. They've always got way too much stuff and they're trying to cram it onto shelves. So they put more shelves than the store can actually handle. So there can only be one cart in an aisle at a time. And uh, they're in- inevitably... Yeah, comes to be somebody who needs who is determined to get down that aisle and uh you know i'm often a relinquisher i'll be like okay all right if you really want the stuff you go ahead because i know deep in my heart there's always more stuff somewhere and um maybe i wasn't meant to find the stuff that was right there where uh that person is rifling through maybe i i needed to go to a different store maybe i didn't need to buy anything at all because maybe i have enough stuff at home huh how about that concept um so yeah the the whole um you know um it's like everybody's all fun and dandy like you're walking up to the thrift store door people are cajoling people are you know um in our little masked faces we're holding the door for each other get in and as soon as you're on the inside it's like all right grab a cart and we go go into our separate corners we know why we're here we know what we're looking for or we have our favorite hot spots where we're going to hit i hit the books i hit the paper department i hit the craft supply section you know i hit the material you know those are my like little touchstones that i go into every time so i've kind of got this little guidance system that's guiding me around the store and uh i'm you know going up and down these aisles and if anybody's in my way they're they're just an impedance to getting for me getting to my little hot spots and uh, often i've got uh, what i think are um yeah, emergent urgencies that are going off in life. And I like, I only have 20 minutes to shop. So ma'am, could you please move your cart so that I can, I'm thinking this, of course, I'm never saying this, but I'm like, can you please move the cart? I'm like, like leaning in, pushing, nudging my cart a little more forward. Come on, come on, give it up, give it up, Sally, go. <laughs> She's like, nope, not budging. I'm going to sit here and look at this blue shirt for an eternity, uh, just because I, I know you want to get by and I'm not, I'm not moving. And, um, one of the funniest places to go, if you really want to have some serious uh, competition, are is um, the Goodwill. It's kind of like the last chance. I forget what they call it, but it's like the bargain basement Goodwill where they bring out these bins. And it's almost like horses at the gate. You know, the bins come out and all of a sudden, bing, you're allowed to go look at the new bins and rifle through the stuff. And all these people run over there and ding, 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 ding. And... Um, 
It's like there's gold in them, their buckets. I don't know. But uh, you can find some really good things at some awesome prices, but it's a whole ordeal. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not like going to a garage sale where you're sort of just sauntering around looking for craft supplies. What can I bring home for my junk journal today? No, those, it's, those people are there on a mission. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, the garage sales can be like that too. Who am I kidding? There's the... The early bird garage sale people who are definitely there on a mission, they get there like it's still dark out and they're waiting for you to put the stuff out, you know, and then they come through and they look really quickly. They know what they're coming for and they whisk through and they buy a bunch of stuff and then they're on to the next one because that critical hour between seven and eight in the morning when the garage sales uh, start waking up and, and popping up, that's where a quote unquote, all the good stuff exists. Um, so, you know, by the time later in the day, you've got all the leftover stuff and the, like, you know, the weird macrame art that Aunt Mabel made that just nobody wants to buy. And, um, but if you're a junk journal maker, you can still see possibilities and everything. And even, uh, even, even Aunt Mabel's macrame could possibly make it into a junk journal. We, we, we have our ways. Um, but, uh, um, you know, so it's kind of funny how, how this whole, uh, I don't know. Is it like, um, you know, Darwin's, you know, the fittest survive, you know, you got to get in there, get your stuff, get your junk journal stuff and get out. Like what, what, there's not enough junk in the world. Really? Really? And, um, <laughs> there is, there's more than enough and there's more than enough for everybody. Cause we can literally turn garbage into beautiful books and we can turn, um, the craziest things, shoelaces. I mean, you name it, we can turn it into journal-like things, closures, spine dangles, you name it. And uh, so it's kind of funny when you think about the, uh, the uh, situations that go on when we're just innocently out there for some retail therapy, maybe just unwinding. You know, I often say that the hunt is half the fun when it comes to junk journal making. Um, and uh, I think for me, it's true. It's just like fun to explore and go see uh, the things I, I still haven't come across yet because I know that there's just millions of them that I've never even experienced. Um, you know, what's more fun than diving into a big pile of different laces in the craft or sewing section where there's just all these beautiful things you've never seen before and you're like oh man this is just gorgeous or you just come across this this object that got tucked behind something behind something behind something and and uh, you you can just see how it was hidden and all of a sudden you revealed it and you're so excited or the day you walk into a uh uh, a goodwill and they're just blowing out all these craft supplies all amazing stuff it's like some craft store closed and they were just unloading everything and and you were right there at that moment and 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 you just had an empty cart and and and, and it was just like heaven and uh um of course you came home with way too many craft supplies that you could ever use um but you know you figure it'll all find its way back to the universe in some way shape or form and um, so those are goofy days like that. And then there are the other days when you go into the thrift stores or the garage sales or the estate sales or the flea markets or the antique shops or the consignment stores. Um, and there's nothing. You just go in and it's not that there's nothing. It's just that you're perceiving the nothingness of it all. And sometimes it does feel like there's nothing. I know that. And um, um, it's just like nothing there today, nothing intrigues me, or, or I'm only going to get it if it really speaks to me. And maybe you're in that mode where you're not overbuying. You're just buying like because it's something very different than what you have and or you're looking for something very specific and you're not going to be derailed by the uh, um, 
the what do they call those impulse buys yeah near the front uh, checkout counter where you're buying you know 17 flavors of bubble gum because they're there yeah and uh so it could be that it could be that yeah you just never know what your experience is going to be when you're on the hunt it's very important when you go on the hunt to be well hydrated you know you probably should have taken your vitamin pack and um you know eaten well the night before have you know sunblock a visor in case it's sunny and uh no sunny wasn't saying anything to you yeah you just settle down okay and um you know, I call the staples, the staples of the hunt. It's nice if you have a purse, you do not have to hold on to the handles, but you can just sling over your shoulder. Cross shoulder is best because then you won't lose it. It won't continually fall off your arm while you are ferreting and rummaging at a frantic and uh, rapid pace, um, you know, trying to beat everybody else to the uh, amazing piece of paper that uh, just has to be yours. And, um, uh, but it can also be a very social event. Actually, I made a very, very good friend in, um, it was it was Tuesday morning, and we both found ourselves in the uh, craft supply aisle and didn't know this woman from Adam, and we ended up striking up a conversation about um, paper crafting and making journals, and then we found out we were going to the same little uh, paper uh, crafting uh, store in town, and um, uh, next thing you know, lifelong friends, and uh, so it can, it can be a beautiful, bre- um, not breeding ground, but a beautiful um, natural place to find like-minded, uh, folks who are interested in exploring and, uh, uh, making things and learning things. I often love to ask people, you know, when I see something unusual in their cart, you know, I'm sorry, that's such a cool piece. I'm just curious, what are you going to do with it? And they, they often love to tell you. And, um, then you can really pick up some cool, um, inspirational ideas like, Oh, I didn't even know of this craft, <clears throat> which a lot of people say about junk journal making. Um, so, it's a, it's a great way to interact with like-minded folk. You will find your people in there because, you, let's face it, they're you and you're them. That's why you're all there, uh, looking around, seeing the possibilities in the discarded items of everyday life and how we can breathe new life into them and make them something new. And uh, maybe they'll become birthday gifts or Christmas gifts or um, who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? But um it, there is great fun in the hunt, and like I said, you gotta have your, uh, you gotta have your, you gotta be prepared when you're going. Make sure you've already had a snack. Always wisest to toilet at home, um, but you know if the need comes up, there you have options around town, and I'm sure you know where they are. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, maybe have a snack with you in case. Maybe have some water. Um, I always carry water in the car, and uh, just for me and Sonny, so he always has some. Yes, I mentioned your name again. He always pops his eye open when I when I mention his name. Sonny. Oh, yeah, there's the eye. Just double-checking. Yep. <laughs> you know your name. You're such a good little boy. Um, we took him to breakfast this morning. Yes, we went and had a little breakfast outside at this little cafe, and then we took a little walk after. That was very nice. Yeah, and he's all tired now. He's still doing his puppy growth phase. And uh, he's very adamant to tell me he's nine months old. Yes, you know how kids are. Like, I'm nine, nine and three quarters. Yeah, well, he's nine months and 13 days, I think. Um, so he's very excited to let me know that. And uh, he really loves car rides, and he really loves his walks. And he has, I, I don't know if I've told you, but he's graduated too. He sleeps in the bed now with us. Yes, I know. I know. Yes, pieces we know it is over because he gets his big burst of um, puppy energy. 
right at uh, bedtime <laughs> and you can't really hold it against him he's a puppy right but oh he loves to like attack us and pull our hair and you know another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'll just do everything uh, crazy. And then finally he tuckers out and then he's out like a light and he sleeps all night, which is great. And um, my husband gets up at about 4.30 and uh, takes him out. And uh, then he comes back and he plops him back in bed with me. And I get up about 6.30. And uh, then we get up together and we cajole in the bed for a little while and roll around and I coochie-coo the heck out of him until he can't stand it anymore. And then I, I don't know how I got off on the segue of my dog. I could talk about my dog forever. But um, it's always interesting when I take Sonny with me when I am uh, on the hunt for the craft supplies because uh, um, it's not as easy when you have um, an animal with you. You know, I have a little uh, puppy purse and he goes in the purse. Yes, yes, I'm one of those people. And, uh, but it has, is ventilated on all sides so he can breathe, but I think he's getting a little big for it. I was just testing his size in it and I think I have to get a bigger one now. He's grown, he's got long legs <laughs> and, um, uh, so he does come with me, but I think he gets a little restless after a while. You know, at first he's like a little, you know, what am I doing in here and why, why can I not run around with the big people like you guys? And then he sort of settles down and go to sleep, but he has to see me because if he doesn't see me. The whimpering starts. And let me just tell you, uh, that attracts people like flies. And we kind of try and stay away, you know, just because of COVID. We're not, we don't want to be attracting hordes or anything. And he is a looker, let's face it. <laughs> I may be a little biased, but uh, he can attract hordes. So, um, yeah, we, we stray on the down low. And um, uh, every once in a while, he's got to pop his head out and just look around a little bit. And then he's okay. And then he goes back in. And I make sure he has lots of little food and water. And then I'm always worried he has to go to the bathroom, you know. So there's all that, you know what I mean? And then you're in the checkout line. That's where a lot of his uh, intense magnetism comes into play. Um, and, uh, um, but he, uh, we, you know, waiting in line. Sometimes there's long lines at these places. And they're, you know, let's face it, thrift stores are never known for their fast checkout. It's not like Aldi. You know what I mean? Where you just zip, 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 and you're out. You know, this is kind of like, wow, price check, aisle four. You know, like nobody knows what the price was. The thing fell off. There's 17 prices on it. Who knows? Who knows? And um, so sometimes we shorten our trips if uh, Sonny joins me on one of those excursions. And uh, it was probably good for Mama's wallet, right? We don't buy as much, right, son? Yep. You don't need all that material, Mom. You bought way too much fabric. I know, I know, I know. You're so right. Uh, okay, mission, use up fabric. Okay, all right, we'll do that. Um, lots of ways to use up fabric with junk journals. And you think, oh, how many ways can you see? You only lose a little piece here and there. Well, you could obviously cover the uh, journal in fabric. You can make the pages out of fabric. You can make pockets out of fabric. And you can even make a book bag to put the journal in because sometimes these journals need a bag to corral them you know what I mean and uh, but they're really fun to make and they're quick to make and um, they use up a lot of I should make a bunch of uh, journal bags really that's what I should do that would be a lot of fun and I could work on practicing my sewing skills 
Oh, I'm so sorry for all the people I've sewn for. Um, have mercy. That's all I can say. But I am learning. I, I'm a work in progress, and many strings have been broken. Many bobbins have gone awry. Many thread tensions have been, you know, very tense. <laughs> and uh, But it's been fun. I, I have to admit it. I'm, I'm sure I've completely glued up my machine to Kingdom Come, but, you know, I unglue it. I unglue it. I get in there with a little acetone and a Q-tip, and I'm, you know, off and running, and, uh, you know, we're, run- we're rolling again. And... Um, I have a Brother Project Runway Limited Edition. Here's the number CE1125. P as in Peter, R as in Robert, W as in Wagon, I guess. Um, uh, and I got it at Walmart, I want to say between 150 and 180 when I bought it new a couple years ago. Um, I don't know if they carry them anymore, but it's a good, it's a good workhorse. You know, it just... I use a universal needle. I have tried denim needles, um, leather needles. They all work. I mean, it's paper. I think paper, somebody, I don't know, a, a wise seamstress once told me that sewing through paper is actually easier on the needles in the machine than sewing through fabric. But it's the glue and the tape that cause more problems than anything else. And I, that that makes sense, right? Doesn't that make sense? I thought I thought it made sense. I, I, I bought that story completely. And, um, you know... Learning how fast or how slow to sew. Yeah, I'm still not quite sure about that. Sewing a straight line. Don't think I'll ever get that one. Um, and what else? Um, you know, there's a lot of stitches on this machine, and I probably only use 2% of them. I, I, I use primarily the straight stitch and a zigzag stitch. And sometimes if I'm really feeling fancy, I'll do a, a leaf stitch or something, which takes no skill from me at all. I just push a different button, and it magically happens. So that's kind of fun. And, um, I, I think I started with a real inexpensive machine in the beginning. Um, it was a $50 thing by, I want to say Jolene, but that's not the right name. It's like, it starts with a J, but if you know the, the company, you'll know what I mean. But they, um, they have a really basic entry unit thing. And that lasted for probably a good six months before I just destroyed it. I don't know what happened. It just, I just thought, you know what, you know what it really was? It wasn't, there was, there wasn't anything wrong with the machine. I wanted some fancier stitches. I thought that's where all the glory was in the fancy stitches. And if I could just get the machine with the fancy stitches, my life would be perfect. Well, I don't use the fancy stitches all that much, actually. Um, basic stitches just totally seem to do it. But sometimes you have to get the fancy stitch thing to realize you only needed the basic stitches. And um, so if I can save you a dime out there. <laughs> there you go. That's my advice. Uh, I think the fancy stitches are really pretty. But, um, you know, sometimes you just got to get moving, get things done. And I don't think much is faster than a straight stitch. And... Uh, um, a wavy straight stitch, I think looks really cool. And then if you come back around again and do another wavy one crisscrossing it, ah, you're golden. It's just awesome. It's just so pretty. So, um, what other updates? The, uh, the Goodwill around here, they used to carry a lot of, um, sewing machines for about 20 bucks, but I have not seen them since the whole COVID thing. So I don't know if that's just because everybody is sewing or lack of supply for some, I don't know, maybe nobody's uh, donating as much anymore. I have noticed the amount of supplies on the thrift store shelves is definitely less. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my Goodwill craft department, half of what it used to be. And, uh, I don't know. Is is what? Why? I'm. I, I. I don't know. People are still dying. Where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? Right. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think things will work itself out in time, and uh, more supplies will come back. And I haven't really been to a garage sale 
in a while, gosh, but probably like a couple of years, like not a couple of years, but at least through the whole COVID thing. Um, uh, but that used to be a great source of uh, craft supplies because usually when somebody gets rid of their craft supplies, they get it rid of their craft supplies. You know what I mean? And it's just they're ready to release them. Now, if they're still married to them, you know what I mean? When you're kind of working on your negotiation as you're checking out, um, that could be a little bit of a twiddle. You know, you go back and forth and you kind of have to test. Oh, if it's not their stuff, let's say it's their neighbor's stuff or their, their, the wife is doing it and maybe the daughter was into a lot of crafts and the, the mother finally got the daughter to give up all the craft stuff. Maybe she moved to college and, and it's time to get rid of the craft stuff so the daughter's not there to be emotionally bonded to the stuff. That mother will give away that stuff, no problem. She'll be like, yeah, you want that? Here, I'll toss this in. Please take it. No, it's like 75 skeins of yarn. Just get them out of here. No, we need the room. We need the room. So there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, if you can negotiate the deal, not with the owner of the merchandise, but a secondary figure, that's where the best deals lie. Yep, that's it. Like, um, uh, yeah, that emotional factor of being bonded to stuff like, oh, I remember use this for that and you know what else that's good for and then you'll be stuck there for 20 minutes learning about what else that's good for <laughs> whether you want to or not uh, but uh it's all good it's all fun it's good clean fun and it keeps us off the streets and it uh we happily go home with our little sacks of joy and create our journals so off we go i hope you're having fun um uh, have fun on your hunt wherever that may be and i'll be talking with you soon take care everybody Bye bye